Hello Warriors, how are you guys doing again tonight? Tonight is Friday, May 14th, and you are listening to Horror Movie Warriors. I'm your host, Latrice Carter, and tonight I have with me my three favorite guests to talk about this wonderful movie with, with which it is the conclusion tonight, guys. Uh, uh, Richard Moyland, Chris Lucera, and Ingrid Hubert. How are you guys tonight? I'm good, everyone. Doing good. Yes. Welcome, love to everybody. Yes, say hello to all of the listeners. Uh, listeners, I hope that you have had a g- great time uh, just listening to us just discuss the stand. Uh, maybe you guys have different opinions. If you do, don't be afraid to, to voice them. Uh, you guys can uh, um, hit me up on, on the Horror Movie Warriors group page, which I am going to tell you about tonight. I'm going to tell you more about that tonight. Uh, also, you guys can also email me. I will give out my email at the end of the podcast as well. Um, guys, I, um, I have enjoyed my time with all of you um, talking about the stand, uh, the plague, the dreams, the betrayal, and now here we are at the stand. Uh, So I have to ask you, what are your opinions about the last portion of this incredible uh, miniseries? Uh, Richard, I'll go with you uh, tonight. Um, You'll be the first one to answer this. Uh, what's your opinion on The Stand, part four? I thought it was a very fitting conclusion. Uh, I, I, what I told you guys earlier, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an explosive series finale. Mm. Without a doubt. Without a doubt it is. Uh, maybe, maybe not as intense as part three, but definitely the intensity was there. Yes. Yes, very much so. And uh, Miss Ingram, what's your take on uh, part four of the stand? Well, I like it because it wraps up nicely, story, the whole, the whole story, everything with the stand, and like said, three was really needy, but four. Yes, wrapped it all up in a big bow. <laughs> yeah, yes, it did. And and uh, Chris Nucera, Chris Nucera, I'm sorry, I'm wrecking your name. Uh, how, how do you feel about the stand part four? Absolutely loved it. Um, I love this whole series, and uh, part four just. Popped it off, put a cherry on top. Oh, yeah. Yes. I agree with you. Yes, it did. Well, guys. Can we, can we take a moment and can we talk about the music? Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> we have been forgetting about that. I, I mean, uh, somebody actually burnt um, a DVD for me, and I... I, I, I am going to buy a copy of it. I have to own it, but I listen to it a lot. It's one of my favorite CDs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, 
music is just brilliant and it's perfect. I guess. Yeah, all the songs they have that gold. And I mean, especially with the intros too. Like, and I think we talked about it before. The uh, in, in, the intro into the movie had "Don't Scare the Reaper," and then the intro right. to the dreams had uh, "Don't Dream It's Over." Right. And then uh, for um, part three, Boogie Fever. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Background music. By uh, the guy's name's uh, uh, Snuffy Walden. And the um, guy is a great musician. I guess. I and, and that's another yeah, thing, too, um, Chris. I'm so glad you rung it up because I actually was watching um, part four last night. And the music, the background music for when they, when they um, started to hold hands as they're walking towards the um, the yeah. people who were yeah. the music yeah. just cut you, and not in a bad it way. Goes yeah. It goes through your heart. And I'm like, bravo, whoever. And I, I, I'm so glad you said his name because I didn't know his name. Uh, I, my hat is off to him because the the music was just spot on. Spot on. Yeah, well, I think that plays as there as you see them walking across the various lit landscapes. Yeah, and you see the mountains oh, yeah. in the background and everything. Yeah. And, you, yeah. Yeah. and you hear that music and like, oh, this is like a great soundtrack. Uh, yeah, it is very peaceful. It's a very peaceful piece. It is. If you will. Yes. And also, you know, and I forgot to um bring this up um yesterday, but uh, my, my fiance actually found this. Um, for me, he um, did you guys know that there was um, uh, um, there's a comic out on the stand? No, I did not know. Yeah, that. it's called oh, Mr. Yes. Trick. Yes. I've seen I've seen pictures of of the comic. Yeah, but I I, I I actually always wanted to own the copies, but I never I never got a chance to. Yes, my fiance pulled it up last uh, yesterday. Uh, and, and he uh, he did send it to me, so I'll put it in the group page. I mean, not the group page, but I'll put it in our group chat. I'll put it in our group chat. I don't think I don't think I'll be able to put it on the group page. I, I, I'll try, but I know I can. You know, I can go ahead and send it to the group chat. But yeah, I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe it when I saw that. I was like, oh my goodness, there is a comic book out on, and it's called uh, Captain Trips. Captain Trips. The first either um when he told me i was taken aback because i'm like oh my gosh i did not know that that existed and calico derived a title for its song riding the lightning from a quote from japan well guys let me go ahead and uh hop on into the questions uh, who is your favorite character in the last one? 
Um, we'll start with uh, Chris uh, first for this one. Who is your favorite character, uh, Mr. Nocera? All right, so my favorite character is, uh, has to be Larry. Mm. Larry is my man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's because of this it's because of a certain scene which is my favorite scene and we'll get to that. All right. All right. Yeah. I, I I like the way you think, Chris. I like the way you think. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Miss Ingrid, who is your favorite um uh character in the stand uh part four? I, I had both Larry and Ralph. Uh, because of, uh, you know, they, they were really brave, brave, acting so courageous, you know, and yeah. praying, they did a lot of praying, you know, like, oh, they, yeah. they were in jail, you know, Ralph helped them, said, our father, who are having prayer. And that really kind of, that solidified it for me, you know, knowing that they did truly believe at that point in time that, you know, those guys there, this Abigail, probably. Yeah. And Richard, how about you, sir? Who is your favorite character in part I have two, uh, actually, I have three on this one. Two human, one non-human. Uh-huh. I know the non-human. Uh, we're going to go with the human ones first. Um, there's Glenn. Mm-hmm. I love Glenn in this one. Ray, um, Ray Walston. Walston. Yeah. Uh-huh. I almost got his name wrong. <laughs> uh, he, I, I think I said last night that uh, there was at least one or two characters that like shined in every episode. Yeah. Right. Glenn was brilliant. This one, yeah. He, he, this was this was Glenn's episode to shine. Mm-hmm. Yes, very uh, much so. Second, one, second human is Tom because he was able to um, pull it together enough to save Stu. Yeah, he was when his life was broken, and then he got sick. Uh huh. And then you know, then Tom had the dream where he met the talking Nick, and Nick was able to get him through that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked uh, Tom in that one. And my non-human is, we haven't mentioned him yet, Kojak. Oh, we sure haven't, yes. yes. Kojak was just about as much of a character as all of them. Yes. He would not leave Stu's side no. when he fell off the... Uh, the, the one clip. Or, 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 uh, yes, or, yes, or, the like, yeah, the cliff the mountain, <laughs> the, the dirt mountain. There was a scene. There was a scene in the book where Glenn and Kojak got separated. Mm. Uh, I don't remember the circumstances, but I remember it was about hundreds of miles that separated the two. And so I, I see, I don't even remember, remember that. <laughs> Your memory is better than mine. That scene, I'm not ashamed to admit this. That scene, that scene had me crying. Mm. Yeah, I was, I was tearing up myself. 
now we come to me. <laughs> and my part, uh, my favorite character in part four is Dana Jorgens. Come on. Come on. Dana sacrificed herself, guys. She sacrificed herself. Because she knew that if he kept going, that he that he was going to force her to tell on Tommy, and she didn't want that, so she killed herself. And listeners, if you guys have not seen the stand, you might want to see the stand before listening to this to any one of these podcasts because there are spoilers. But yes, she sacrificed herself, but. But she's not the only one who sacrificed herself either. No. Uh, another character that I really liked in this one, even though up until now she has been kind of my least favorite character. But I really, but Nadine redeemed herself to me. Yeah. In my eyes, she redeemed herself because she did realize. I mean, it was too late by that time, by the time that she realized. But she did realize I made a mistake. Kind of like Harold, because even Harold, uh, if you guys remember, he wrote that note and put it on himself. He said, I'm sorry. I was misled. There's one part about that that uh, had uh, brought me and my mom laughing. Is the uh, Nadine throws herself off the roof. You see her fall. Yep. The show goes to commercial, then they come back and they show the guy in front of the hotel spraying the blood with the hose. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. I don't know how you guys got laughter from that, but okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's funny. Now that's funny. <laughs> that is. <laughs> no, no, but. But in my eyes, she redeemed herself. So I put her as um, a favorite character as well in this one. Because, you know, like I said, she realized that she made a mistake that, you know, that she couldn't undo. So she had to do what the first thing that came to her head was probably, you know what? He can, I cannot have this baby. I cannot be this man's wife or this creature's wife, whoever or whatever he is. I cannot be his wife. The, 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 the thing that I have to do is this. And she went out that window and she kills herself. So that those two were my favorite characters. And now, who is your least favorite character in part four? And uh, uh, Mr. Richard, we'll go to you uh, first for this one. Who is your um, least I'm favorite gonna, character? I'm kind of going to, I'm not, I'm ducking out of this one, Latrice, and I'll tell you why. Uh-huh. When we get to, when we get to our least favorite scene. Okay. Then I will tell you my least favorite character. Okay. All right. I got you. I got you. Well, Miss Ingrid, then we'll move on to you. Who is your least favorite character? My least favorite character was Gigi Laurie. That unstable, oh, yeah. <laughs> girl that, that, that seemed calm as we see. And the, I forget what she called. Uh, 
Uh-huh. 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 And um, she went So she was your least favorite. Huh? I said, so she was your least favorite. She was my least favorite. That's the last part. I knew she was sitting there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And Chris. Well, I'm going to have to say that I can't remember his name, but the guy who killed my guy, the judge, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know who it is. Um, let me go down. That guy was annoying. Dave, Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts, yeah. Yeah, Bob Terry. Yeah, Bobby Terry, yeah. Yeah, Bobby Terry was all right. He was just you know, kind of an idiot. But <laughs> you know, the, other, the other guy was just... Uh, Oh, what were you saying, Miss Ingrid? I said, I forget the name of the city that the judge was in when he got killed. And yeah, and I have a question about that about when the judge got killed. Because uh, if you guys remember, he uh, pulled out his gun and he he was like, you bastards. But what was he talking about? I mean, I don't know if if they said, because remember, uh, he just told him his name. Uh, I think Dave Roberts told him his name, but then he was like, oh, you bastards. He He noticed that the other guy that was in the truck had a gun. Oh, okay. If you see it closely, it's like, you bastard, because he was born yeah. a gun at Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. The other guy had a, had a gun, but it was in his pocket. Yes. He was, right. You could tell it was in his pocket. Yeah. The other guy just had, he had a gun open. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't like see, door, I didn't see like that. It was like in the door jam, and you could see it. And it was kind of, if you, if you blink, you miss it. But that's why he said that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering because I I was like, well, what happened, Judge? Like, did you see them do something beforehand, or you know, I I just didn't know. And thank you, uh, Chris, because I I, I really didn't know, I really didn't. Yeah. 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 Uh, but um, well, my least favorite character is. Black. <laughs> and this one, he was my least favorite. You know, well, in all of them, he was my least favorite. But but I, I wrote his name down because he was the leader of everything evil. And all, all leading up to, you know, the conclusion. So I had to pick, I had to pick Flag. 
no matter how, no matter how good Jimmy Sheridan played him, <laughs> I have to be Jimmy Sheridan played him so well. And, and I think we talked about this during our first discussion of the stand, how well he played him and how charismatic he played him. Yeah, and he he just, uh, he, he was up to the challenge and he did very well with that challenge. But however, yeah. Flag is my least favorite character in part four. And in all of them. <laughs> all right. Now, what is your favorite scene? Okay. And uh, uh, Miss Ingrid, we'll come to you for this one uh, first. What was your favorite scene in The Stand Part 4? Well, I, you know, I really have several because, I, you know, there's so much. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good there, scenes there, there in this one. favorite favorite line too she said i i will be holding your child in my arms yep. and we I will be watching mm -hmm. yes ma'am and uh chris lucera uh what is your favorite scene okay i have two um i love the part with, with dana sacrificing herself mm -hmm. really like that yeah, that whole dialogue, that whole exchange between them. Why don't you know already? You know, right, right, right. And uh, he just, he just said, "All I see is the moon." Yeah, and and it was, it was so awesome. It was. Yeah. And uh, but my favorite part is in the ditch when Larry had to say goodbye to his friend. Oh yeah. 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 It was just so emotional. It got, it got right to me. It choked me up. And uh love that scene, that whole scene. You love, like, what, 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 uh, you that said to him, like, have go on, late, flag, you know? Yeah. Actually, I liked what Larry was saying. You liked what Larry was saying? I liked what Larry, uh, he said, I liked it what he said, and this is gonna shock some people, but I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll explain why. 
Uh, I like it when Larry said, enough about God. I'm so sick of hearing about God. And I'll tell you why I love that. Because that's real. For a Christian, for a Christian, see, people think that we, you know, have it all figured out. People think that we, you know, just, you know, that we, you know, are so buddy-buddy with God. We, you know, and for the most part, that's true. But there are seasons where you just say, God, why is this happening? Why is all of the why is all of this hurt in the world and why is all of why is all of this hurt on me? I, I'm a Christian. I'm not supposed to be going through it. And you know what? That's a lie from the pit of hell. Because we always we will go through some things. We will. And 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 to question God like that is realistic. That's number one. And number two, it's um, it's okay to question God. It is, it, it, it because God, first of all, God can take you, you know, questioning Him. He can take that. He's not going to. It's not like He's going to be like, oh, you know, to heck with you. And no, 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 no. He, if you have to question Him, if you have to yell at Him, do it. I do it all the time. <laughs> you know, oh, don't think that I don't get angry. You know, I scream at him sometimes. Uh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, he sorry. can take it. I'm surprised, I'm surprised you can't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Every now and then, yeah I, I can get, I do ask my kids, I get very loud. Oh, yeah, oh, I, 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 you know what? Then I have heard you, I've heard you through my mother <laughs> because my mother. Screaming yells. <laughs> I've heard you through my mother, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, Chris, I, I feel you on that because that uh, that was a very emotional scene, and to me, that was a very important scene to be had. And the music playing. Yes, yes, yes. Like you said, the soundtrack. There's a line of dialogue that Stu has in that scene that I love. And they're, you know, they're saying, you know, they leave him there, he's going to die, you know. I don't remember his exact words, but Stu said something along the If God wants me to drink, he'll send water. If he wants me to eat, he'll send food. Right. Yeah. And who wanted to stay with them? Exactly. Exactly. And he was right on point. As a matter of fact, there is a scripture in the Bible that says that I just couldn't I could not find it for the life of me. But there I think there is a scripture in the Bible that quotes that. Mm-hmm. I, I just forget I forget what scripture it is. But uh but yeah, I, um but yeah, that was a very very good scene for all of them, and I think all of them shine, including Kojak, because Kojak, like you said, Richard, he would not budge. He, when Glenn called him, he said, "Nope, not going." 
not going. I'm going to stay right here. Yep. But I like what Glenn said, too. Glenn said, well, I guess even dogs have to do God's will. That's right. That's I, right. Yep. I like that. And uh, uh, Richard, I think we're, uh, I missed you on this side. Uh, uh, what's your favorite scene? Um, I have two. Uh, mm -hmm. One is at the at the end when Larry, uh, yeah, Larry and Ralph are are, are praying together in the yeah. in the cell in the jail cells. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The very powerful emotional scene right there. And uh, there's one that makes me laugh. It's when when they get to the outskirts of Vegas and and they run into Flag's bodyguards. Uh, one of them comes up to them and he says, um, can I have your names, where you're originally from, your social security numbers and birthdays? And all four of them, you know, the three of them just stand there and laugh at them. <laughs> that was great. That was great. That was awful. That was awful. Oh, my goodness. Y'all are cracking me up. my curiosity bite so I, I really want to know what is your okay. least favorite scene my, my least favorite scene uh, is when Glenn is killed oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's in um, he's in a cell flagging uh, Lloyd on the outside yep. and Glenn is laughing at flag he's like oh we made such a big deal out of you and Testing the movie at that point. 
All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That makes it. That, that makes sense. That, that, that makes, makes sense. A lot of fun. But uh, you know what? Um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I, uh, I, I want. I just want to say that that's my least favorite scene too. That oh, really yeah. broke my heart. Yeah. 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 That was that was one of my favorite scenes. Well, what was your? It made up more for something. Little cockroach tail and everything like that. And I was like, "Who gets a big man? Why you can't?" I'll tell you, Frank did not like being laughed at. No, he didn't. No, he did not. No, he didn't. Oh, did you guys uh, notice that? Um, uh, I, I, I think Judge. Ferris was saying, no, 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 no. Uh, it was on the commentary that Judge Ferris had um, come to discover that that the drug addicts were actually being crucified. Yeah. Yeah. When you see Tommy Davis up on that boat, on that billboard, yeah. hanging, drug, all the needles that were sticking out Yeah, the drug uh, a, a different type of Jesus, right? Yeah. Right. Well, that was one of the parts that really terrified me in the book. Because when you, when they were, I think when somebody was coming into Vegas, I forget who, it could have been the, four, the three of them that when they were walking, um, they saw there was a bunch of people on cross all the way down the road, as far as you could see. Yep. Oh like my God! Crucifying. Yeah. Everybody. And it was terrifying. Just the thought of. It. But, but was and he? So was he? In the book, was he crucifying people that were on drugs? Yes. Yes. Yeah, people that he thought that were you know not good enough for yeah. for, for his soldiers, you know. Oh. Very disturbing. Yeah. yeah. That is very disturbing. Yeah. And Miss Ingrid, you said that, uh, well, uh, what is your uh, least favorite um, scene? I think you said that was one of your least favorite scenes. So you have another yeah. one too. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, of course, when Ozzy Davis got uh, uh, Bobby Terry, uh, who did it in a haphazard way, he ended up killing his own. Uh, his uh, friend, I guess you could say, uh, Dave Roberts, Robertson, and being that he killed the judge, you know, that oh, yeah, made all world humble because he, he knew he, he knew that they were back in that city that they should be just. Before he got up to where he died, 
She believed in Mother Abigail. Like, you know, when, when uh, Flag had told her that uh, Mother Abigail was dead, she said, Mother Abigail is not dead. No. She was, no. but she, did, she didn't believe it because, you know, she believed in Mother Abigail. She be- uh, and she uh, because she believed in Mother Abigail, of course, it stands to reason that she believed in God. But... Right. But at that point, at that moment, she had a she had to make a choice. Either I have, either I'm going to let make this man, uh, or you know, either this man is going to make me tell on time, or I am going to just not be able to speak at all. And she chose, she chose the latter. And I'm so glad, you know, that that. Yeah, but I can see why it's your least favorite um, scene, though, Miss Ingrid, because it is a very heart wrenching scene. It's very heart wrenching. I mean, to know that she, you know, had to do that, you know, it's very heart wrenching. Now I do have a question, guys. I meant to I meant to put it um in the group chat so you guys can be ready for it, but the time just got away from me. Uh, but uh, it is uh, a question. It, it kind of makes you think because uh, I don't really know why they did this or if if it if it was in the book. So my question is this. Why do you guys think Stu and Harold were linked together? Like, um, like an example is um, Stu felt when Harold broke his leg and when he killed himself. So why do you guys think that there was a connection there? Uh, why do you think that that was? And I'll go to, um, I'll go to um, Richard first for this one. Uh, Richard, why, well, for, first of all, because you have remembered much more that was that was in the book yeah. than even I have. Is yeah. there is there anything explaining that connection in the Not book? Not that I can remember. Um, the only thing I can figure is that maybe there was a connection between 
Stu and Franny and Franny and Harold. That's what I was thinking too. Because that, 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 the, 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 I don't know, the right, I guess the rivalry between Stu and Harold was so great. Yep. That so somebody, somebody saw fit to, you know, make, uh, make him feel that Harold was gone. Harold was hurt, number one, and dead. Um, other than that, I cannot remember uh, any instance from the book where that would that, what that were that would have been explained. Yeah, I have a theory. Okay, Chris, what's your theory? Um, Stu, uh, well, I mean, if you, we all know Stephen King. Um, Stu has the shine. Mm. Yeah, and you know. The shine comes and goes to, from pe- for people mm-hmm. as, as a flame. So all of a sudden, Stu knew when he was hurt, mm-hmm. and then he knew he, when he was dead. He said he tasted gun oil. Yep, mouth was full of taste. Oh, yep. So I think Stu had the shine. Oh yeah, and we all know that that Stephen King likes to put stuff in his books. From his other books. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That is an awesome theory, Chris. Oh my gosh. And and, well, Miss Ingrid, I doubt that you could top that, but (laughs) 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 but what's what is your theory? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, with, with, yeah. Stu, with Stu and and Carol, you know, Franny, you know, like you said, there was some kind of connection between them. Even when they were at the beginning, um, frail when uh, Stu was. Oh, you, you really can. <laughs> that's, 
That was a good theory, Chris. <laughs> that was a very good theory. I'm I'm stumbling over my tongue. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that Stephen King listens to this. <laughs> I, I should put it on my Twitter page just so he can listen to this. <laughs> but but yeah. I, it, because all I could come up with was, well, maybe, you know, it, it was kind of the same as Mother Abigail. Because remember, um, in the third one, when the bomb was about to go off, she, she actually communicated with all of them with, um, you know, right. yes. she communicated with, uh, with uh, Franny, with Stu, with, uh, with Nick. Yeah, all of them. And so I, I was thinking maybe something like that happened. It was just like like a flinch or something, or a, a, a not a flinch, but um, a glitch, a glitch. Uh, maybe some kind of glitch happened where uh, where Stu can actually feel what Harold was feeling. But that's all I could come up with. That. Uh, so the shine actually <laughs> works. You know, you could be right because, but maybe Mother Abigail has the ability to make others shine. True. Yeah. When she, you know, when she made, when she sent those messages to all those people in the house, like, get out of the house, or whatever. Yeah. Even though she. She was passed by by now. She still could have sent, you know, still a little signal there. Yeah, that's yeah. I I I still think the king has this thing with shine. Yes, he does. I I believe there are other stories too, not just the shining and Doctor Sleep and Doctor Sleep. There's 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 other there's other stories where uh, I I can't remember offhand. Right, right. uh, My my daughter has a theory that the Losers Club and it had the shine. Right, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 There's a lot of it in it. Yeah. I believe that. Well, the guys from um, Dreamcatcher, right? I think the guys from Dreamcatcher. Yeah. Might have had to shine. Yeah. That's, uh, that's Mr. King for you. It sure is. Mr. King, if you're watching, we love you. <laughs> I mean, not watching, if you're listening, if you're listening to this podcast, we love you. Well, actually, you know who his favorite character was uh, in the stand? And in the book, his his favorite character was Lloyd Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he even says it in the commentary. So, well, now, guys, we move on to my um, my deep question, and it is the last question of the night. Um, um, how does part four of the stand pertain to the Bible? And and of course, all of this, this whole movie pertain to the Bible in some kind of way. And um but but the scripture that I found for this uh, for the conclusion of the stand 
it, and um, I had to get my Bible out for this one. Um, it is Ephesians 6 and 13, which reads, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then. Huh? You beat me for that's the same one that I had. <laughs> same piece of music. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Maybe you used to have the shine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Sometimes I think I do. <laughs> yeah. I wish I did. Get, get that funny feeling at times. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> get, you know have people in my head, you know, but no, but, um, but yeah, that, that was the scripture that got me because yeah. it's telling us to stand, stand against yeah, the right. enemy, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Just stand against the enemy. That's all. That's all. That's all that is, you know, yeah. I can't I can't make it any plainer than that. I can't make it any, you know, I can't yeah. say it any saner than that or anything like that. I just uh um yeah. That's what I got for this one anyway. And uh well Miss Miss Ingrid, you, you said that you came up with the same scripture. The same one, but I uh let's see this you got thirteen, yeah. Yeah, I have thirteen. Yeah, that was that, that was 13. That's the one that I had. Uh, well, I was You beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. It's so weird. 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 Is it pertains yeah, to the I Bible? Do, and I don't know if this would actually pertain to the Bible or not. But I'm I'm thinking at the very end, just before the nuke goes off, mm -hmm. the, the nuke that the trash had brought from that missile base, or wherever it was he found it, um, you see the hand of God. Yes. yes. Down, and he's like touching the, the missile and stuff like that. To me, to me, that was like, it was like the the plague was his warning shot, if you will. Mm -hmm. And he's giving, he's giving humanity a second chance, which Mother Abigail and her people are, you know, they've, they've got, they got the message. Right. They got the message. Flag and Vegas did not get the message. So I think that's why you see the hand of God right before that nuke goes on. That's God saying to them, hey, I gave you the chance. You blew it. Now you're done. Now you got to pay. Right. I understand. Well, yeah. I think, I think you nailed that pretty good. He did. He did. Oh my! Oh my gosh! Yeah, that that was that was really good. Yeah, yeah. And, and Mr. Chris, do you have an opinion, sir? Or 
No, I'll stay out of this one too. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> well, well, I do have a question though, uh, because I and, and I guess I, I I just maybe wasn't paying that much attention or something like that because I I there were some things that I missed, you know, or it just didn't, or maybe my brain doesn't go that way or something. But what is it that that trash can did that was so wrong that Flag wanted to kill him? He blew up the dog on planet. He blew up something that Flag did not want him to blow up. Oh, okay. Indian Springs, yeah. yeah. He blew up the, um, the, or the plane hangar. Um, yeah, he blew, he plane blew up hang. jet planes. He couldn't help himself. He, I mean, right. the guy's a firebug. Right. right. And he was hearing those voices in his head from his past. All those kids yeah, were teasing him. Yeah. yeah. He, remember, he was, and then he got on the four-wheeler and said, I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember and that. Flag yeah. Was gonna, Flag was going to send some guys out to get him. And my thinking is that Trash went to the missile base to kind of atone for what he had done. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, did he. Oh, yeah. He atoned for it with the big fire. Yep. Big fire, yeah. So, uh, fire. so actually, so was he working for Mother Abigail's side, or was he working for Flag's side? No, he was trying to redeem himself to, um, to Flag by bringing that missile and saying, here, this is what I got. You know, now we can we can make the real fire, the big fire, right. big, fire. Big, big fire. Oh! But little did he, you know, he, he just didn't know that the hand of God was going to come and squeeze it and blow everything up. You know. So, right. Oh, okay, okay, I got it, I got you. Okay, because I I had I had a problem with that. I was like, wait a minute. So I, I'm not understanding. Was he? Working for Flag at that point, or <laughs> you know, remember he always kept saying, "My life for you." Yes. My life for you. Yes. No. So that that's the reason why I thought it was Flag is well that Flag told him even at the at the beginning of the day, take care of him. Even at the end, towards the end, he didn't want him to suffer. You know, if he had. Oh, yeah, he was the wild card for sure. <laughs> and, if, and if you remember, Wick, when I'm wild, you remember the part in that, that, that part with the bomb. They had um, Ralph and uh, Larry tied up, right? Yep. And uh, he, he, he read the flag, read the scroll. He said, you know, these guys are guilty of the murder of Carl Huff, which is a lie because Carl Huff was the guy at the at the at the uh at, at Indian Springs oh, at okay. hangar. That was the guy who who found trash can man and said, What are you doing, trash? Oh yeah. And then that's when the bomb went off. Yeah. And then so Flag told all his people that those two did it. Yeah. And 
blatantly lied to them. You know? Oh, yeah, okay. No, Flag was never lied. Yeah, right. Right, Flag was lie. <laughs> well, well, guys, I do not have any more questions, but I do have five fun facts to share. I, I, I know I didn't share them yesterday, but um, I didn't share any last Thursday either. So, so I figured I would share them tonight. Uh, my fun fact number one is um, due to the demands of filming out of sequence and having less time to shoot than, uh, uh, than the story actually takes, it was not possible for the male actors to grow and shave off their natural facial hair. Right. In order to make their characters appear to grow beards, each of the actors grew their hair longer, and the tips were cut, were cut off, and attached to their faces with static electricity, so that the color would look natural. Yep. Yeah. Gotta go for the real thing, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my fun fact number two is um, the shot. Uh, with Randall Flagg, with Randall Flagg's hand bending uh, backward, mm -hmm. was done uh, using makeup on the palm of Jamie Sheridan's left hand to make it look yeah. like the back of his right hand. Right. And my yeah, friend, you know, I always thought that I always thought that scene was a little weird looking. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, is that his right hand or his left hand? Like. And, 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 and now that explains it. I, I never knew that. Uh-huh. It was like a flag. Yeah, right, 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 right. And my fun fact number three was um, uh, Flag mentions putting Ross Door in charge of a scouting mission. Uh, well, this is the name of a friend of Stephen King's in Maine. Uh, King... Um, think actually thinks him in the beginning of his novel Pet Cemetery. Um, my fun fact number four is much of the movie was filmed on the old Osmond Sound stage in Orem, Utah. And my fun fact number five uh, is the scene with Glenn Bateman speaking to the cockroach. Is exclusive to the miniseries and was based on a similar scene in Stanley Kubrick's Path of Path of Glory. So that scene was not in the book. Right. No. Uh, as a matter of fact, it, Stevie King did there say that in the commentary. Yeah, there was a um, one that he was saying about. Did, did, you, did you get the one about the three screen scene? Huh? Jungleland about Bruce Springsteen? Uh, no. The boss gave. He, uh, he quotes, uh, he quotes part of Springsteen in the beginning of the book. Mm -hmm. Oh, did he? Yes, he did. Yeah. So, uh, some of the Springsteen did called Jungleland. Yeah. Night all is pilot in the world as we take our stand. Down in the jungle land. Mm. That's it. 
Wow. I was just listening to that album not too long ago. <laughs> the album that's on the lead, uh, he, when he said that he some of, uh, of, uh, the pop stuff. Now, before I go on, now, there are some people who feel like Molly Ringwald was miscast as Franny. I actually yeah. think she did a real good job. I did, too. I don't think she, she was okay. Um, I know I know she, I, I think she wasn't real happy with the, with the whole, um, uh, she, she wasn't real happy in other words, she, her heart wasn't in it. And yeah, as a matter of fact, there is some things you can tell. You can there was a that. premiere. They all, they all went to a, the premiere, and I think she turned to one of the other actors and said, that was a disgrace. Something like that. Wasn't that a mess or something? Wow. And yeah, she wasn't really into it. Oh, my gosh. I did not know that. Although, like Richard, well, Richard, you did, you said something really profound. Uh, you can kind of tell that she wasn't into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some scenes where her acting was okay. Uh, and then there were some scenes where it was awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I did not like the, the casting of Molly Ringwald at all. A lot of people didn't. I I thought that she did, you know, I thought that she did really well, but then I, uh, you know, uh, she didn't really have all that, uh, she didn't have many scenes at all. Like, you know, it was kind of like, like they just threw her and Stu together. Now, now, don't get me wrong. They had some good chemistry, you know, especially when, you know, with that kissing scene, which we went over yesterday. But, uh, but... <laughs> no, <it's the> <laughs> I was tired of it. I remember. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I thought that she did, I thought that she did good for the most part. I, I did. Uh, well, I guys, I didn't hate it either, but yeah, I think yeah. somebody else should play her part. Well, I just uh, because I remember Leah um, in the first grouper's reaction that I had, she had said that um, that uh, she felt that uh, uh, that Molly Remont was miscast, but she wasn't the only one that said that either. I had put the I had put. The, um, I had put um, uh, I put my uh, uh, the podcast episode on another group page, and somebody on that group page said the exact thing that Leah said. They said that they think that Molly Ringwald was miscast, and I, I was like, "Wow, a lot of people must think that." So, uh, so I just wanted to address it because we hadn't addressed it before. <laughs> But um, uh, we would move on to my groupers' reaction, where I ask um, my group my group um, a question about the movie that we're discussing for the night, and uh, but they didn't have they didn't give any answers. So, but but if they do give any answers, I'll mention it next week. Uh, but tonight, 
and I have no grouper reaction. And, uh, well, I skipped over, I'm sorry, guys, I skipped over my cast and crew that has passed away. Uh, we have even more today. Um, as a matter of fact, um, I forgot to mention Max Wright on the um, on the first uh, episode. Uh, now, everybody remembers Max Wright, I'm sure, as the, the father from the show Alf. Well, he plays... Yes, he plays the arrogant, the 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 dirty Dr. Herbert uh Herbert Denninger on this on this one. And yeah. he does he does not make the cut. He does die of the flu. And um um in real life he did pass away. He passed away on June twenty sixth, two thousand nineteen. I remember hearing about his death. Yeah, I remember that too, yeah. Yeah, um, he died from lymphomia. Uh, or lymphoma. Yeah, that's what it is. Lymphoma. Uh, he was 75 years old. And uh, I, I found out that he was actually born in my hometown of Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, I did not wow. know that. Nice. Um... The other name that I have down here is John Dunbar. John Dunbar played Dave Roberts, the one who kills Judge Paris. Right. Uh, hey, what he, happens if you mess with the judge? <laughs> exactly. Uh, you don't uh, mess with Harold's disco and you don't <laughs> kill Judge Paris. That's right. Well, he passed away on February 14th, which is Valentine's Day, 1996, yeah, 10 days after his 40th birthday. Ooh, wow. Yes, 10 days after his 40th birthday, he passed away. Now, I don't know what he passed away from. That That is not on, uh, um, it's not on Wikipedia, and it's not on the IBDM either, so... Yeah. Um, the other name that I have is um, Jim Haney, or Jim Haney. I'm sorry, Jim Haney. Uh, he plays Deputy Kingsloving. Right. Uh, yes, he passed away uh, last year, actually, uh, 2020. He was 71, and they don't mention what he passed away from either. Um, and the last one on my list, um, Mike Westenkow. He plays Paul Burleson. He was actually the youngest of out of everybody on this uh, on the list of cast and crew that that has passed away. He's the youngest. He died on May twentieth, seventeen days after he turned twenty nine. In 1994. Oh, yes. Yep. In 1994. Yes, yes, yes. And that was the saddest one by far. And it happened so long ago. Actually, it happened like right when The Stand was coming out because The Stand, uh, Came out May eighth, nineteen ninety four. Yes. Yeah. 
And I believe that was Mother's Day that year, wasn't it? I wouldn't know because I was 14 years old. <laughs> or maybe the May answer. I can't remember. But, that, I mean, that sounds about right, though. That sounds about right. Because yeah. Mother's Day is always on the second Sunday, right? It's always, it's always the second uh -huh. Sunday. Second Sunday, yeah. So, yeah, that sounds about right. May 8th, yeah. yeah. I guess I must have been. Unless, um, unless uh, uh, the the series started on a Monday, I know it was off for a night, wasn't it? I think, yeah, wasn't it like like on on the Wednesday, like the uh, between parts two and three? I think they were they breaking one night. Yeah, May May eighth was a Sunday. The ninth was a Monday. Then they skipped Wednesday and Thursday, the eleventh and twelfth. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. Well, guys. Hey, yeah. Let me read you one little tidbit that I found very interesting about, uh -huh. about Stephen King. Stephen King, he wanted something like the Lord of the Rings type tale with the American setting, only instead of a hobbit, he wanted a hero the text name Stu Redman. Instead of the dark, and instead of the dark lord, uh, his villain was to be the ruthless scripter and supernatural, uh, Matt and Randall Flagg. The lead of Mandor, which is the dark lord. Um, where the shadows lie according to Hope. The war played by Hope. They're saying just like switching it, like with the Lord, kind of like the setting of the, with the evil eye, you know, and Randall Flagg is like the evil eye. Um, uh, Sue is the, the, the hobbit that is in charge of making sure that the precious, my precious. Mm -hmm. I believe it was the rain that he had um, was made sure that it was was uh, done correctly. So that he was the one that was so for the intention to bring back to where it belongs. So I found that so they so they wanted it to be or he wanted it to be kind of like lord of the rings yeah like the lord of the rings type tale but with an american set oh well i didn't get uh a lord of the Rings feel from it at all i just um just, to me it was no it was just a comparison that he was Oh yeah, yeah. I I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But see, yeah. to me, I there wasn't a comparison there. I I don't know yeah. what, what you guys, uh, Chris and Richard. I don't know what you guys feel, but I didn't get a a comparison out of that. Well, I never read it or saw. I've never read it or saw anything about it. 
I was never really interested in it. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. was the first, uh, that, that's what got me started in the fantasy and, uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I, I kind of understand what Ingrid mm-hmm. was, was saying. There, there is that sent you, uh, the, the quest for the ring, uh, the quest for, right. stand against Flag or Sauron. Right. Sauron was Sauron. the big bad of Lord of the Rings. Oh. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I, I, I can see that. Yeah. Well, well Sue, that, that, was, uh, that was a good tidbit, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we have come to the end of my podcast. I want to thank... I do want to thank all of my guests for being with me uh, for two weeks. You know, we were here uh, last week, Thursday and Friday, and this week, Thursday and Friday. I thank you guys so much. Um, I do want to speak about my uh, horror group page, um, that which I have mentioned. I, I, I've mentioned the horror group, but I've never actually... Let, let anybody know that they are invited to join if they so want to. Um, and uh, it is just an extension of this horror podcast, Horror Movie Warriors. You guys can just, uh, you guys can go on Facebook and just um, put the uh, name in the search engine and it will come right up. Uh, uh, Miss Ingrid is one of my uh, admins, so she is ready and willing to accept you guys on in and so am I. I'm oh I'm always on there. So I uh yeah, I, I will I, I will um go ahead and Latrice, accept you as well. Uh-huh. Latrice, I, I belong to a, a a Stephen King group on Facebook that is huge. And I'm tr- I, I told I, I told the admin there, the admin's a friend of my, a Facebook friend of mine and some other people and said, hey you know, uh, horror movie warriors. We're going to be talking about the stand. So if you guys, you know, join the group. You know, to, uh, I don't know if anybody did, but I just want to let you know that. But the oh yeah, most definitely. It's what it's like. And you know what, um, Richard? I think I was a part of that same group, but I I think I deleted myself because I had so many <laughs> groups that I was a part of. I know. That I couldn't, I, I couldn't even keep them all together. I was like, oh my gosh. So, so you know what? I think I'll join back in that group. Uh, I forget the name of it. What's the name? Stevie King. SKL. Huh? Yes, SKL. That's exactly what it is. Yep. And, and I was a part of it. I, I had to let it go because, like I said, I had so many other groups. But yeah, I, I, I will, I will rejoin. So, if if not just so they can listen to the Stephen King discussions, uh, the stand is not the only Stephen King movie that I have done. I've done The Shining, I've done uh, Doctor Sleep, uh, I've done uh, Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. Yep, I did. As a matter of fact, Secret, you were supposed to be on that one, but you, but uh, Robert decided to have a date night. 
No, I am going to do the re. I'm going to do uh, um the remake, but it's not anytime soon. Okay. Yeah, it's not anytime soon, but I am I going to do it. Yes, I I will put you on. Uh, I will tell you, it is not until 2023. Ah! Yeah, you have to wait that long. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, but see, here's the thing. See, I was doing my schedule for next year, right? So I I didn't want to stop at December 30th. So I went ahead and uh, did a few for January 2023. So, and, and the Shining, the remake of The Shining, it's in that. It's in that. So, so yeah, it's not anytime soon. But I will put you down, Richard, for 2023. You're look. You're branded. You're branded for 2023. Got you down. No ifs, ands, or buts. <laughs> too because you guys might have a lot of questions for me you might have a lot of uh opinions for me as well because i know i i know i kind of went off the deep end yesterday so <laughs> so i know a lot of you guys are going to want to email me so uh uh but um my email address is carter latrice 126 at gmail.com Again, that's carterlatrice126 at gmail.com. And you guys can use that same email address uh, for my PayPal account. Uh, if you guys like what you hear, uh, guess if you guys like, you know, being on here so much that you guys want to tip me, um, go right on ahead. Nothing is too big and nothing is too small. Um uh, yeah, uh, again, my email address is carterlatrice126 at gmail.com. And uh, you guys can use that for uh, PayPal. Uh, you guys don't have to. I'm not forcing you or, or anything like that, just if you want it to. It goes back into the show anyway. Again, it does. It does. It goes back in not only the show, but to my group. You know, uh, matter of fact, um, I'm, I'm going to uh, put on a, a status on, on there tonight that um, two women had won it hats from me. Um, uh, uh, let me see. Jenny JJ, she was one of them. And, and Diane Gallegos, she was another one. So I'm going to tag them in the status. Uh, I did that for Mother's Day. And, and then... Um, when I reach 600 members, and which I am at 586 members right now, uh, when I reach 600 members, three guests will win prizes from me. So, so yeah, it goes right into the podcast and the group. So, so yeah, but uh, well, guys. Next week, I am discussing Night of the Creeps. Yes, and uh, uh, I, I, ha I did do it before. Remember, um, this thing where we did talk about Night of the Creeps before, but uh, we did it um, during um, 
the election. We did it yeah. that uh, voting day. And uh, I'm glad we did because, you know, it just took a lot of, out, off of our, our minds, you know, during that time, yeah, you yeah. know. And uh, but I'm doing it again uh, with new guests uh, this time. Uh, Matt Latz is actually supposed to be a part of that. And so hopefully he's well enough to be a part of that discussion. Uh, and uh, a newcomer, Marlene. Marlene, uh, uh, I forget her last name right now. Gosh darn it, I forget her last name. But Marlene is supposed to be a part of it. And um, Allison. And uh, Allison, Allison Stone Wells. He's going to be a part of it as well. So, But, but I, I have got to be on, honest. I'm going to miss Richard Moylan, Ingrid Hubert, and Chris Nussera. I'm going to miss you guys like crazy. We're going to have to keep in touch on the group chat. <laughs> uh, excellent. Uh, of course. You know it. Yes. Well, guys, um, until next week, uh, this has been Latrice Carter, Richard Moylan, Chris Nussera, and Miss Ingrid Hubert. And we will see you guys later. Talk to you guys bye. later, bye, guys. Bye-bye.